Hey, hello, and welcome to the podcast, the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm, I have a barking dog behind me. I don't know if anyone can hear that, but I'm Vince Dragone, and uh, I have with me Father Andy joining me uh, over a live chat. Uh, how's it going, Father? Good. You know, it's been, I was thinking about it as we got ready for this. Um, you know, we've been a while since we've had an opportunity to chat together. So I'm sure there's a lot that's been going on in your life. So, you know, mine has been crazy. It's just getting back to the routine now, a few weeks in of back to public masses, but still trying to do things online. It's a little crazy on my end, but how are you guys doing? How are you and the kids and everybody at home? Uh, we're holding up. Um, my family's taking the approach of uh, sit back and watch what happens before we go ahead and commit to anything. Um, so far, I mean, I think we're, we're pretty good. I mean, for the most part, I, I haven't been the one who's been, uh, doing the best of social distancing and whatnot, but, uh, I, I think, uh, for the most part, we're good up here. Although the governor wants to keep us in yellow for some reason. Uh, but yeah, that hey, make any sense to me we'll, we'll make it happen. And I'm really sorry if anyone can hear that dog. I'm sitting outside on my back porch, enjoying this beautiful summer weather we have going on. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm here at my parents' house. They're they're 100 yards from Lake Erie, and just the sunsets are spectacular. The breezes off the lake are wonderful. Sleeping weather, it's just great. So uh, I kind of wanted today to talk about uh, how the podcast has been going since we started. I know our first episode happened, you know, right before Thanksgiving. So we're we're coming. We're we're going to be coming up on a year. It's gonna, in no time will be a year. Um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, how, how things are going from our perspective, how things are going from your perspective, um, evangelization, uh, just in general, you know, this has been a crazy last couple of months. Don't you agree, father? Oh, well, I mean, this is, this is by far exceptionally insane. And, and, you know, going through all of this, um, everybody deserves to take a deep breath and, and really uh, be appreciative of the fact that we've come through this and we are at this point, you know, we, we've seen everything from the coronavirus to worrying about um, an ec- economic de- uh, decline and collapse to killer bees to possible alien invasions. You know, I mean, we've gone through a lot of crazy things and our world, we still see our world in turmoil. So, you know, the question I kind of want to propose to not only you, Vince, but to our listeners is, in all of this, how do we remain positive people of the gospel and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ in all of this? And then the next kind of follow-up question in association with that is kind of like, is it worth it? Is all of this in the end worth it? You know what? I, I It always sounds like we're in difficult times. Um, anytime there's any kind of crisis, whether it's big or small, it always sounds like it's the end of the world. And you know what is funny? Uh, on my way home from work today, I was listening to one of the Christian uh, radio stations. Uh, they always do the news uh, at five o'clock. So I'm driving home and listening at five o'clock. And, and it's mainly a Protestant uh, network. So they, they get a whole gamut of uh, different types of um, Christian denominations uh, uh, f- with this uh, particular radio station. And they, they, they did a poll of how many people think this is the end of times in Revelation? And thir- yeah. 35% of the respondents think that everything that's going on right now is the end of times in Revelation. Uh, and I just found it interesting. 35% is a pretty big number. I think uh, if we go back to one of our first episodes on the Eucharist, 35% of Catholics don't believe in uh, 
the true presence. Uh, and that's just, right. it's just an astounding number. And so it's, it's easy to look at what's going on and think, okay, this is the end. Uh, I don't think it is. Um, Christians have been persecuted for, you know, 2000 years now. Uh, before that Jews had it pretty hard. They've never really had it easy. Uh, and we come from that. Uh, I think this is just another challenge. You know, as, as humans, there's, we've never really had a moment of peace. Uh, you know, whether you believe in evolution or whether you believe in, uh, uh, creationism, um, you know, I believe in evolution and, and it appears that humans have been around between, I don't know, 30 and 35,000 years and, yeah. and name me one moment in time where there's been peace. Right. There hasn't been. So no. when, when you look at it, when you take a step back and you look at history and you look at everything we've been through, uh, as, uh, not only Christians, but the human race, we're going to get through this. And so, you know, when I look at it, I don't, I, I try not, I get upset because of, you know, I hate how the media manipulates people and I hate how sure. people are tearing each other apart on social media. And I just try to step back from that and just enter into prayer. It's not what God wants, wants us to do. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ and we need to treat each other as brothers and sisters. Um, so no, I, I don't, I don't think this is, you know, something particularly, particularly hard. I think we've had people, uh, Christians, um, have gone through a lot worse and, uh, and they've overcome a lot worse. And if any of them were here today, they'd probably say, Oh, this is nothing. So yeah, uh, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Well, I think the biggest thing is, and, and okay. So speaking from a person, not in a third world country or in a true country where Christians are being persecuted because, um, you know, put yourself into the shoes of the Arab Christians and the, um, Middle Eastern. Oh, Christians sure. Go over, go over to Iraq right now. They're yeah, being horrible. persecuted on a daily basis. Yeah. Knees in the necks over there constantly. Yes. From their own people. Yes. So like in America, we, 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 and in many ways we kind of are lucky. Um, so like just thinking about it in general is you have, um, right. Like right now I'm thinking about, um, when I was just in, in, uh, Jerusalem and Israel in general, you know, I was looking through the pictures today because, uh, I got my mom for mother's day. I fixed her digital photo frame. So I have all the pictures from our trip to Israel on there. I'm just looking, I'm like, man, I, I want to go back there so bad, but I know that not only because of coronavirus, but in general, like that's not a safe place to go to. No, I understand that. And so yeah, like, we, we're, we're lucky very lucky. Here yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that doesn't excuse any injustices, uh, right. know, for one. Um, right. But it at least gives us uh, the ability to narrow down on what are some of the most gross injustices here. And we can really focus our energy on those. And being pro-life, I think it's pretty easy for us uh, to kind of figure out which side of the coin we need to be on. And I don't want to get into that in this episode. Like I said, I want to talk about how evangelization is going. And uh, switching gears, I guess, um, you know, we've had, I don't know, we're almost at 30 episodes, if we're not over 30 now, right? I think this is number 30. Okay. Well, this is number 30. Okay. Then this really makes it special. Um, you know, we're going to have, I guess, 51 episodes this year because we skipped last week. Uh, things were a little crazy. Um, but I just want to share with you some uh, some data that I that I found uh, a couple of weeks ago just on Spotify. Um you know, if you don't listen, if you listen to us on Spotify, you're one of these numbers. Um, but we have over 75 listeners 
uh, regular listeners on Spotify every week, which I found found was pretty fascinating. Um, I thought for sure we would only grow to maybe 10 at this point. Uh, but we have it just on Spotify alone, you know, about 75 listeners. Um, so I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that, that is really surprising, honestly, because, you know, I know we have some dedicated listeners and, and I'm grateful to see that. I'm grateful to see that we have dedicated listeners and we're, I'm so honored that, um, we can be a part of your week, you know, for however long it might be a half an hour to 45 minutes a week that, you know, you, you, for some reason you want to listen to us, you know, banter back and forth. So I'm grateful that you're here. And I, I hope that, um, whatever we might share that during our weeks and our, our conversations and having people come on and be a part of our, our, our world and chat with one another, um, from a, across the United States, essentially. Um, I'm hoping that you get something out of it, but not just to, um, inspire you, but maybe inspire you to go a little bit further than that and, and take what you're listening and, and make it alive in your life and, and live it out. Yeah. So, I think uh, this was a very challenging year. This was one heck of a year for us to start this. Um, let's just say, say that yeah. you've had all these lockdowns with the coronavirus, um, and it's been very hard uh, to for for anyone to go to church. I mean, you couldn't. You really couldn't. And only if you were in the United States, uh, for the most part, you weren't allowed. I don't think any church in the United States was really open legally, um, and, and so it was very hard for people to to go to to go to mass what if you're catholic or go to service or if you're protestant whatever it is and uh it, and it made it very challenging for people to live out their lives as christians because you're stuck at home you can't do anything out in public you can't volunteer you can't really help people out when you see them in trouble you can't minister to people in person uh because you're supposed to be locked down and so what did we have to do we had to switch to the internet and uh, th- it was interesting for me because we started out on the internet and this is, yeah. this is all kind of normal for us, even though, I mean, normal is, you know, we just started. So, you know, it's always been, I guess, everything's been a little abnormal for us as we learn these things, but uh, it didn't affect us at all. And I'm very fortunate with that. Uh, we're very fortunate with that. And, uh, and one thing we mentioned a couple of weeks ago was it caused a lot of uh, people, a lot of priests, a lot of different uh you know, church faculty to, to really switch gears to be able to get out there and reach people. And they use the internet for new evangelization. And that's exactly what our goal was from, from the get go. Uh, so I, I, I think all of this is going to be nothing but good going through the, going to the future because churches aren't going to abandon their live streams. At least I don't think they will. They'll continue that. Right. They'll continue whatever form of outreach that they started uh, these virtual youth groups and things like that, uh, you know, because, you know, think of just youth groups in general. Uh, you have some kids who uh, aren't fortunate enough to have the transportation to get to the church on a weekly basis or biweekly basis or whatever it is that, you know, each each individual church has their, your, their youth groups. Um, they're just not as fortunate to be able to have that. But if they can log on and do it live, um, I think that's that's a really good way to reach out to people who wouldn't normally have that opportunity. Uh, so I think there's gonna be a lot of really good things that come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just for instance, um, just, you know, as, as people know, we have to record this ahead of time, but, uh, today as a diocese, the priests got together via zoom to have our normal Emmaus gathering where we have a chance to, 
um, hear from the bishop, but also hear from a presenter. And so this year we had to do it via Zoom because of COVID. But the thing that was nice about it is that a lot of priests who are not normally able to go to or just don't go to Emmaus were able to be a part of it because they didn't physically have to go anywhere. So that made it much easier on them. They could just log on. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, there there is a trap there, and it, the trap yeah. is loneliness and uh, because there there is something to be said to be talking to somebody online, and there is a connection there, yes. But it's never going to be the same as if you were in person. No. Uh, so I think everybody looks forward to being able to go back to church, to yeah. go back to seeing one another, whether it's at work or if it's at, you know, at the at the restaurant or whatever it is at the park, uh, people really look forward to that because we are people. It, we depend on relationships with each other, um, and I think, and it's relationships that really uh, are the the biggest uh, factors when it comes to evangelization. You know, anyone. Right. You know, you you can have these big televangelists and they're preaching from the, the pulpit and all this stuff. And, and yeah, it resonates with some people. And sometimes, you know, depending on what they say, just like a politician, they get up there and they, they say the things you want to hear and, and you go home feeling all revitalized. And then a week later, you're back to where you were. Uh, but it's the neighbor across the street. It's the, um, it's the friend or coworker that you have uh, that just lives their life as a devout Christian that really has the long-term effect on you because you see them all the time. They don't even have to say a word to you when it comes to, Oh, you should convert to, uh, you know, you, do you believe in your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ? You know, you, you, they don't even have to say anything. As long as you, they live that life out. People are drawn to that because people desire that in a world that is so broken. People, uh, they just are, they, it's like a magnet and uh, that's the best way that's the best way to evangelize. And we, I can't wait until yeah. we're able to do that again as a people in the United States here, at least. In many ways, I've chatted with a lot of people during this time of, of quarantining and everything else that comes with COVID. And, and I've heard this from many different people um, in different formats, but I, they all come across the same sentiment that this is an opportunity for us as a people, not just as a church, but as a people in general to almost hit a reset button. Yeah, this is your second chance. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, that's a really good thing because we can stop. We've been forced by it, yes, but we can stop and take a step back and look at how we've been living our life and and um, you know really try to decide how are we going to step forward from this. And I think as a church, especially when talking about evangelization is okay, so this has forced our hand into using technology. This has forced many priests to getting online and doing what you and I, Vince, have been trying to do for years and then actually were able to pick up last fall. And so now where do we go from that? Do we? There are, there are some priests that say, okay, this is only temporary. So as soon as we're done with this COVID, we're just going to drop the online. And, and then there's you and me. They're like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't just drop it cold turkey because we've had an opportunity to evangelize people that are outside of our normal spectrum. You know, I'm able to talk with people, friends of mine that are from England. And, and there's friends of mine that listen to this podcast from all over the world. So I'm able to reach them in a different way through this podcast. But then the fact that I'm streaming mass online every day is allowing them to participate in a new way. So 
looking at this and taking advantage of it in a positive way. No, it does not take the place of um, human contact and, and touching, uh, but um, it is also a great way to start the conversation. Yeah, I, I think that's it absolutely would be fantastic if every diocese in the United States or in the world had their own podcast for yeah. everyone in the diocese to listen to. And it doesn't have to be just the bishop talk. It could be literally anybody, any guest It'd be priest, great. You know, like if panel. you could get the bishop on every so often and then get other priests and religious and, and deacons and, you know, their wives and maybe some of the staff or other people. I mean, th- that's kind of like what we're, our goal yeah. is, is try to get the word out there about not only what you and I are doing with evangelization, but trying to get the word out there that, People are not alone. Right. And it, it really humanizes a lot of the, um, it will, it would humanize the priests because yeah. what's like the biggest thing you always hear is, well, I can't believe the priest did that. Or, you know, he, I, I went to a party and a priest was drinking a beer. Well, they're, they're people too, you know, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're allowed I to engage people. in the same things that we do. You know, they sin but as we well. We joke around a lot, but, but the, often the, the, the sentiment I receive is, you know, all the priest does is he sits in the sacristy throughout the week and just comes out to celebrate mass for an hour a week. And then he goes back in there and that's it. Well, that's not it. You know, like I'm sitting here in my parents' house because my brother's in town. I'm spending time with him. And, you know, I'm sitting across the hall watching him play soccer on, um, uh, you know, video games. And I intend as soon as we're done recording to go over and play video games with him, you know, and, and so we're normal people. And so being able to take that understanding that, you know, this is not abnormal, and, and you being able to make people realize that we're a part of this community as well. Absolutely. And I think that'd be fantastic. If, if anyone out there who uh, has any influence over your diocese, whether you're, you work for it or you're a parishioner who is constantly hounding everyone <laughs> at the parish office or the di- you know, the diocese office, uh, go ahead and, and, and pitch that because I really think uh Podcasts of the future. Uh, radio is kind of dying. People listen to a lot of podcasts, especially once people get back to work. Uh, that's all a lot of people well, yeah, listen and, to on their on their commute. Anything where you can engage with people, like yes. for instance, um, just the other night, my brother and I were playing Skyrim online, and some parishioners found it and were watching me play Skyrim through my brother's Twitch account. Oh, that's and, funny. You know, it's just comical, but, but that's another opportunity. Like there's a priest and I hopefully can get him on our podcast soon, but, um, he goes by the happy priest and, and he plays, you know, Minecraft on Twitch and talks faith. And yeah, I don't do that because I don't have time, but, um, you know, that's kind of like what we're trying to reach into as well. Everyone has their own kind of hobby or outlet or, I mean, just everyone has different social circles and, Everyone ha- is someone's popular somewhere within their social circle who is has enough influence to be able to evangelize within that circle without being overwhelming. And I think whenever yeah. you're just being yourself, that is the best way to evangelize. Uh, yes. Because people naturally ask you, you know, the, the hard questions in life. Like I had a, I had a guy at work who, very young guy, uh, just graduated high school not long ago, come to me and ask about uh, trying to see how he's going to get his girlfriend to move in with him. And uh, I 
pretty much sat him down and said, I don't think this is the way that you want to go, and here's why. He didn't necessarily agree with me, but I know that he recognizes that I'm somebody who, you know, has a pretty stable life. He knows I'm a Christian. He knows that, um, you know, I'm not out getting drunk every night and, and, and causing problems. And he knows I'm someone he can trust to talk to. And so even though he didn't yeah. necessarily agree with what I had to say, I know that he at least respects me enough to, to be able to come to me with those things. And I guarantee he's going to come back for more advice at some point. Um, Absolutely. And it's, it, it's that kind of thing that leads to evangelization. Yes. Yes. 100%. It's those human interactions. It's, it's that human contact and, and that reality check that we give one another. Yeah. So uh, if every parish could do that, it'd be fantastic. I mean, I dream one day and I know you, you dream as well, father is to, to be able to have like a podcast network, the encounter mercy ministry podcast yeah. network. And to have different types of podcasts within that. We have ours, Encounter Mercy, and then you could have another one that is devoted towards a totally different demographic uh, and a couple of them, you know, that way. And just have this big umbrella to be able to hit everything. So that's my goal for the right. future. Yeah. And, and I know yeah, we, we share that and, and that's in our, that's in our, that's in our five-year plan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it might come more real. It might become more of a reality than we expect. But you know, because I I know for a fact that my personality does not click with everybody, and, and I accept that because as a priest, it's not you know I'm not trying to become everybody's best friend. No, you and you. Can't. But I am their spiritual father, right? And so that means you know I'm trying to be their um, essentially be a, a role model for them in the spiritual life, but in the same breath, acknowledging that I'm not going to be the their perfect model for everything. Exactly. Uh, you can't be liked by everybody. It's just not going to happen. Right. No. no. Anyone who's liked by everybody is usually, uh, they usually think that for themselves and they're usually hated by everybody. Um, just, just been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but these are, these are opportunities for us to really, and I'm grateful to have this opportunity right now. You know, we took a hiatus of one week last week and I'm grateful that we did because um, you know, we were able to really focus and, and re, uh, commit ourselves to this because, you know, I really had the opportunity for two weeks to think, is this something that I want to continue doing? And, and I realized that, yeah, this is something I want to continue doing, not just for myself, but because I think that this is an opportunity for you and I both to continue our work in the field of um, evangelization and proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. Well, and I can tell you just from my experience here is every single time I feel burned out, like, okay, we don't have any episodes to release tomorrow. We have to record last minute. What are we going to talk about? Uh, no, great. Now I have to edit this thing late at night and send it over to you to upload. Why am I doing this? Um, you know, th those, those thoughts go through my head every once in a while. And it's like, why, yeah. why don't I just give up on this? Um, and then I think it's, this isn't just, this isn't for me. This isn't for you. You know, this is for, this is for everybody who, who, who yeah. finds any value in this. And I'm not trying to uh, toot my own horn or anything. I'm really not. Um, no. I, I, love do, I do love doing this. Sometimes we stress ourselves out doing this because it's kind of like a part-time job. Um, but, but that's okay. Um, n you know, being a Christian isn't easy. And so if editing, sitting at a nice comfy desk and editing a podcast for an hour uh, is, 
you know, is painful, then, uh, then I have it pretty easy. Um, so yeah. there's, there's really nothing that I should be, um, complaining about, but, uh, uh, is there anything, what are some of the, what are some of your goals for the rest of the year here, father? Well, you know, it, it's kind of, I'm kind of in a very strange place and it's not just me, but the entire diocese of Erie is a very, is, is in a flux moment, right? So we just had some announcements of different assignments coming out and nothing major yet. And, but we know it's coming. And so the whole diocese is in flux and nobody knows really where we're at. And the parish I'm currently assigned to is, is in flux and looking to, um, you know, start to merge and, and pare down the amount of churches and things. And, uh, the COVID has forced our hand on a lot of it because, you know, we just can't, we can't afford to have to maintain and clean three churches after every service. So like imagine. we've had to pare down the amount of liturgies we have, and we've had to go to one building so that we don't have to spend all the money on, but it, it, I mean, that's besides the point. So, but we're, we're in a time of flux. Um, but my, my thought is at the moment, um, kind of looking towards the future of this is one place that I can, I can, as a priest, um, speak to an audience that is almost regular to be able to continue my ministry as a priest, but also, um, being able to take this opportunity of talking with other people. You know, that's my favorite thing that we've done so far is bringing on these, all these different people to chat about these topics, because what it does is for me is it allows me to, um, expand my horizons and my thoughts, my, and my, my opinions on things. So that way, I can become a better priest and preach in a better way to the people that have, um, that are tortured with me as their priest. So, you know, I have this opportunity and this experience that allows me to grow. So, you know, for the future, my goal is one to keep doing this. And I think you'd agree just to keep doing this, even as is difficult or pointless as it might seem to you and me, but just keep pressing forward with it. And then the second thing is, is try to, incorporate more people into this ministry because as we've agreed it's it's not just about you and me it's about the community and then the third thing is is um really trying to build up our network so as we can um reach as many people as possible to proclaim the good news yeah and i'd I'd say that's probably within uh within my goals other than being the the better priest because i i can't do that part uh (laughs) (laughs) well slowly yeah yeah. uh this does this does help um you know just evangelization within my own family uh because sometimes i find that um if i were to talk to my wife about a certain topic we may not be on the same page or she may not completely understand it because i'm a man who uh can never explain anything and i'm just a guy and so it's really hard sometimes to communicate that way but I noticed that whenever she listens to the podcast, she understands it. And maybe that's because you and I are hashing a topic out going back and forth. Whereas if it's just me talking to my wife about here's, here's my thoughts on this topic. Uh, she has a harder time time with it. I don't know what it is. There's some kind of disconnect there, but I find sure. that it helps just with my own family. And, uh, yeah. and I know my mom's listening. Hello mom. Um, and, and I found that uh, this is really helping her as well. And this isn't something that I normally just call her up and just talk about Mary or the Eucharist or whatever. She actually, she listens to this and is getting something out of it. So I, I, I really like it just for, you know, within my own circle of, of, of friends and family. Uh, I get yeah. a lot out of it uh, with that. And I'd love for all my friends and family to listen to the podcast. 
Um, but uh, I really want to, I want this to grow in the next, you know, five to six months here. Uh, I guess five months really uh, till we got a year going on. Um, I, I'd like to see us double in listenership. Um, not anything selfish or anything like that. Just, I want to be able to expand our horizons to be able to reach more people. Yeah. And I want more listener feedback. I really want to, you know, as much as we joke about, we're not going to do anything, even if you, you know, reply because, you know, we're, we're too lazy to do so. Uh, I, I really, I want to get more engagement with our listeners. I want to get more guests on. I really want to do like a, a round table, like once a month or so with, with seven other guests, whether they're priests yeah. Or, um, or seminarians or sisters, uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we go with, uh, you know, I'd like to see more of that. I, I, those seem to be more fun episodes for me and I, and I'd like to continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that will be our goal is, uh, to continue to bring on guests and other people, because like I said as well, it's just, those are the best episodes when we get to chat with others. It's not just you and me who are honestly on the same page about well, I, I can't think of a single thing that we're not on the same page about which is really um encouraging to me for the simple fact of i have someone to share my thoughts and ideas with but in the same breath it, then you know you when we have those guests on that it, it um gives a new perspective to it yeah and everyone i talk to loves brother barnabas so he's just gonna have to become a regular guest well, yeah, actually, and it's funny enough that you mentioned that because I was just on the phone call, a phone with him yesterday and today, and so um, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get him back on soon. So, uh, any final thoughts, Father? Uh, it's, I mean, like, okay, so we we chatted. This is this is really like a a, a crazy um, episode tonight because it's kind of all over the place in one sense, but the focus is, of course, on evangelization. So we've kind of talked about like what our goals for evangelization are. But I want to pose out to anybody that's listening, and especially the 75 people that are on on um, Spotify. And I, you know, our our numbers aren't coming through all that great on iTunes because Apple is special. And you know, unless you get a certain amount of listeners on iTunes, they don't give you their actual numbers. So yeah, the point is, is that a you know, if you're, uh, subscribe on um, if you're yeah, just subscribe on iTunes so we can get your <laughs> statistics. But the point is that anybody that's listening, I you know, we we had really good audience participation in the beginning i would love it i would love it if you were to send me or vince an email um on our uh, you know through our accounts and and let us know what are some goals that you have for the rest of this year so we're coming up on the middle of june of 2020 we've got a few months left of this year we got six months about half a year left and it's like crazy shit stuff might happen in the next few months um, so, you know, we, we got to just look towards the future. So what are your goals as a listener? What are your goals as a listener to evangelize, to proclaim the faith? It doesn't have to be something major. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to, um, you know, fast every day and only drink water and, uh, eat bread and, you know, not eat dinner. And I'm going to do 700 pushups. Don't, don't go crazy. But like, what's one simple way that maybe you as a listener could, um, in a new way in your daily life, pick up a way to evangelize. And maybe it's just as simple as saying, making sure that you say an our father twice a day, you know, you're just going to say the our father twice a day. You're going to say it when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed, you know, it's, it doesn't take as long for you to say the our father as it does for you to brush your teeth. So, you know, maybe that's how you're going to pick this up and join us in this 
ministry, you know, because it's not something that just you, Vince, and I are doing. It's it's something that we all have to be doing. And so how are you going to pick up the torch of this ministry and take it forward? So, you know, are you going to – so send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. You know, comment on this on Facebook or – I don't care. You know, send us a tweet. Send us an Instagram post. Like what are you going to do to actively decide that you're going to proclaim your faith? And, and whether that's something as simple as making sure that you're going to, when you go out to a restaurant, if they ever open in your area or if they're already open in your area, you're going to make sure that every time before you eat your meal, you're going to say your graces, but not just say them. You're going to make the sign of the cross in public. Oh, my. How terrifying. You're going to make the sign of the cross in public. But, I, you know, I was just, Father, I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> it's really funny. We're, yeah, we're on the same, same wavelength there. Um, yeah. I was going to mention yeah. it could be as simple as saying grace over your meal. Uh, you know, at a restaurant and people look at you funny when you do the sign of the cross, but, but Hey, that's, that's part of evangelization. Yeah. Just like when a priest, just like when a priest goes out in his cassock, it's weird. Yeah. Cassock or collar. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I still get funny looks. In fact, yeah, you know, yesterday I, my car's up for its lease and I'm out looking for a car and I'm in, (laughs) I'm in a clerical collar shirt and shorts and Birkenstocks. And I'm getting the craziest <laughs> looks from everybody that's walking around downtown Erie. And, and you know, what do I care? You know, so what? That's funny. So, yep. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of your faith. So I want to hear back from our listeners. Please, 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 please. You know, if you, if you got our phone number on our, our website, give us a call, send us a message. Um, you know, or, or send us an email from our website or email us at, uh, uh, I think it's contact and encounter mercy. Uh, no, I think it's info at encounter mercy.com. The safest way is just to go to website and hit the contact, go into the contact form, contact yeah. us and, ju- and just do it that way. It's so much Please. easier. And, and, or, or, you know, comment on the Facebook post that's going to be out uh, when you're listening to this, you know, as soon as you listen to this, it, the, it's on Facebook, please come on Facebook and let us know. How are you going to actually take this and make it alive in your life? Yep. And, uh, I guess let's end it there, father. You got anything else? Yeah, no. All right. Sounds good. Hey, I just going to give a quick shout out, uh, to my cousin who had, uh, their, my, my cousin and her husband who had their first child last night around 11 oh, a, or beautiful. 11 PM. Yep. Matthew James. So, uh, very, very excited there. Very, very happy. A lot of happiness going on in my family right now. So, well, uh, blessings, you know, uh, priestly blessings to your family and to that child. I look forward to someday meeting that child. It's a beautiful thing. So, that's wonderful. And of course, uh, I have just one quick shout out. Um, it has come to my attention that uh, thank you, Bishop Persico, for listening to this. Um, I, I hope that you hear this episode. I'm grateful for your um, leadership as the bishop and, and, uh, it kind of makes me chuckle that you're actually taking your time to listen to one of your priests. So uh, I'm grateful for that, you know. And so thank you, Bishop, and all the priests of the diocese. Of I'm grateful to my brothers. Um, so yeah, a, that's a, all I got. A good leader uh, listens to his flock. He li- a good shepherd listens to his flock, and a good leader listens uh, to his people. And uh, whether or not they agree or disagree. Uh, as long as they try to take interest in, in their employees, uh, that goes a long way. Um, one thing I noticed from some of the, the best uh, managers I've ever had, and it's something that I try to do for, for my employees, is to take a vested yeah, interest in, in what they do. 
So that's, that's, that's always a very good sign. We're lucky to have our Bishop. Honestly, um, I'm very grateful for everything he's done. So thank you, Bishop Persico and all the other priests of the diocese. Very good to be your brother. All right. With that, uh, we're going to end it. So you can find us on uh, EncounterMercy.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Store, all any pretty much literally anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Heck, you can even ask uh, Alexa to play the Encounter Mercy podcast. Just say, Alexa, play the Encounter Mercy podcast. And Oh, and you just will. woke up my ALSA. Did I really? <laughs> and she's now trying to play our podcast. Love Alexa, it. stop. Yeah, she was playing our podcast, one of our first episodes. So there you go. Love it, love it, love it. So that's where you can find us. Make sure you subscribe, otherwise you'll um, you'll never you'll never be able to see us again because uh, there's too much going on in the algorithm world that I can't even explain. So, amen. With that, we're going to end it. Peace, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.